Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kim McCusick is joining us as he does every Tuesday for Film Study Baltimore. Ken, I would ask you what's going on, but that would be the dumbest question ever because we all know what's going on. So I'll ask you this. Inquiring minds want to know, you saw the All-22. Lamar Jackson on that strip sack. We saw the still picture, and it looked as if he had room to run. But we do know when people are moving, those things close up quickly. Is that a play that he should have ran, or was he looking for something bigger than that? You know, either would have been okay, but he held the ball too long. And that, that sack, actually, a lot of people are blaming it on Ronnie Stanley for getting beat on that side. And, I did. It, it was after three seconds. Okay. So, so for, for, I didn't even score him for a deduction on the play. It's, uh, we just did the offensive line last night, and it's uh, – it's, it was an unfortunate circumstance, but a lot of what Lamar did on this game is on Lamar. Uh, and then there were a fair number of odd man pressures. When they brought an extra man, they brought it through an empty gap, and they were very effective doing that. Um, and, and, you know, it's just uh, unfortunately a lot of that comes down to Lamar's got to either get rid of the ball more quickly or he's got to do more with the opportunity. He actually was very good under pressure. Uh, we can talk about that a little later, but but uh, was not good, in fact, when he had ample time and space. I- <laughs> How do I, you know, just write this in my mind where you have the number one rushing team in the NFL, the Chiefs gave up 182 yards to the the Bills a week before, and we have six carries between our two running backs. And and, and I made fun of people for, you know, looking back at the 19, you know, Titans debacle. I'm saying this is not the same team. They're not going to, it's like I watched this movie already. It was like Groundhog Day. You fall behind by one score and you abandon the running game. Like, how do I, you know, get this, justify this? Yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously a lot of running comes down to situational play. I'm not excusing it, but it, it does become harder and you have fewer plays that you're really talking about. They couldn't really run in the fourth quarter, obviously, because they were down, you know, more than one score and they had to catch up. And uh, earlier on in the game, they were just too unsuccessful converting even one first down to to stay on the field. And then when they had their big plays, you know, they had the big run that was mixed in with, with what, three big passes in a row that ended mm-hmm. up with a flower score. So it's hard to judge that negatively. Well, all right, so as far as <clears throat> game plan, I didn't understand defensively what they were doing on the first two drives, and then they locked in. Um, I've been saying all year long, I think Mike McDonald is a genius. Like, I think the guy's uh, – I don't know if he's back next year because I think somebody's going to kick the tires on him. But – I didn't understand that they were. It was like death by a thousand paper cuts. And when you take someone that's as good as Pat Mahomes and you give him that underneath, and he can throw it right off the line of scrimmage and get five to seven yards on each play, 
um, they really got nickel and dime there. Yeah, very much so. If you look at the the stats, you know, it's a it's a game where the Ravens probably could have won it given the the small yardage throws he was doing. In fact, the Ravens have been successful with all the good quarterbacks this year, basically forcing them to play small ball because they take away the long pass. And they did it effectively to Mahomes in this game. They only really allowed the the play to MVS at the end of the game that sealed the game on on third and nine or whatever it was for uh, on the last drive. But uh, yeah, they, they did a good job, honestly, with that. Mahomes was not particularly successful when he had a lot of pocket time. He was successful under pressure. And uh, and it was a game where you know the Ravens finally got to rushing five and six more in the second half. They were successful with that. They really weren't as, did, nearly as successful rushing four. Did you have a time oh, an issue? Sorry to jump in with uh, the way they use the timeouts at the two minute warning. Because all right, so like my line of thinking, I would have rather ran it down the two and had the timeout because if they throw it on mm-hmm. third down, then I still have one in my back pocket. Yep. If they decide, you know, if it's incomplete, then I got my timeout in my back pocket. If not, then I call the timeout. And we're set up the same exact way right? to a degree, you know. Um, but I just, I thought that was, I don't know, it was just something I was thinking in the moment that I would have used the timeouts differently. I was yelling it at the time just to be It's minutiae, but like, yeah. I don't know, it just, it matters a little bit more to me. Yeah, and so if if the pass had gone incomplete, I probably would have, would have. You know, cared about it a little bit more, I guess. But but if uh, it's completed, the, it's neither here nor yeah, there. Yeah, and in the in the first half, they actually allowed the clock to run down to two minutes too. If you remember that, I could, actually didn't know what half you're talking about initially. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Ken McCusick joins us from FilmStudyBaltimore.com. Ken, a lot was talked about with officiating. Uh, you have anything to add to all the uh, the, the noise out there about officials? Okay, th- so there's a few things going on here, and and the first thing I want to say is that I'm I'm convinced that there is nothing about Sean Smith or his crew that is inherently corrupt or that they're, they're somehow being paid off or anything mm-hmm. like that. So let's start with that. Okay. But, but I think that, that there, there still can be natural biases occur that could occur procedurally. And um, an example of this would be, and for those who don't know, Sean Smith, the most extreme road-friendly referee crew in the entire NFL. Now, it's not all his crew is part of the thing. It's an all-star crew, and it's it's some his crew, and then other p- positions get replaced uh, when, when he appears in a playoff game like this. But if you think about how could something like that occur without an official being biased, the way it would occur is, is something like this. They talk together before the game, or they practice together, they do whatever, and they say, um, let's make sure we get out there, call them like we see them, and don't let the crowd call them for you. Well, as soon as you do that, you know, then right. you know, the crowd says, wait a minute, that's holding you. Kind of, and, you know, they're on it right away. And then you're sitting there with your flag half out of your pocket trying to decide if you need mm-hmm. to throw it or not. And so, you know, you don't want to get a, a crew that's in that position. So anyway, the only really new thing I have to add to this is that it, it, maybe football <laughs> needs a set of peremptory exemptions, exclusions. What are they called, Ed? The, the, when you, when you, for jury selection? Peremptory something or other. Well, they strike them. They just yeah, strike jurors. Yeah, strike, yeah. Yeah, strike jurors. So, so anyway, each each both the defense and the and the prosecution, for example, have the have the opportunity to strike jurors, and they, they have a certain number of ones they can use without any reason. Mm-hmm. So you know, basically, you'd you'd propose three officiating crews for a game, and maybe four times per season in secret prior to the game, a team is allowed to uh, say, "No, I don't want that officiating crew on this game." And that was always leaves you with one that would be left then to, to, to do the game. So that would be the only thing that I would add to this. And I think if everybody needs to decide for themselves whether they thought the, the, the flags in the game were questionable or not. I, do, I did have some, but I'm not, it's not something I, I feel like talking about. Oh, I, <clears throat> the Ravens' defense, the people, obviously they gave up two right away, which looked like it was going to be a disaster, you know, mm-hmm. a, a route, frankly, 
the first, you know, the first half. The defense somehow just got their act together, give up no points in the second half, for six punts out of the game. It just, I mean, where does the blame lie? If you, the defense seems like they did their job because all that matters is the final score. You have 17 points against Patrick Mahomes. You lose the game. How, like, if you're going to point to anything, was it Munkin? Did he not do Lamar favors? Lamar's, Lamar looked like he was a little bit off himself. So, I mean, I know we overthrew some receivers and, and lingered in the pocket too long, things like that. But is there anybody more than another that you kind of go, he had a bad day? Yeah. It, uh, I mean, if you want to really blame individual players uh, on the offense, the three that, that probably hurt the team more were – Lamar certainly would have to take his share of the blame because he threw an interception and he fumbled. Um, Flowers for the fumble crossing the goal line is is a very big problem. Uh, John Simpson had a bad game on the offensive line. If you want to if you want to mm-hmm. pick up somebody, had a holding call and and some other things did not go right. But you know I I don't I'm not sure. I mean, it's clearly it's the offense who bears the burden for this loss. The, the, you're yeah. absolutely right. The defense did exactly what they needed to do. To win this ball game, and it's 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 on the on the yeah. offense. Like, will we feel differently if the defense had given up a touchdown in the first quarter and one in the third? Do you look at the game differently because they they literally in that first quarter they just moved the ball up and down the field on them, <laughs> scored, and then after that it was like okay nothing. Well, for me, no. He's all that matters is the final. Yeah, you know, right. total. Yep. So I agree. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven. That's the number. Baltimore's big bad morning show on the fan. Jonas Schaefer from BaltimoreSun.com joins us at 845. But Ken McCusick still in studio. Jeremy, what's your setup for Ken on the next side? Oh, we're gonna get we gotta get into uh the offense a little bit and talk about Lamar. I know you said you wanted to get back to some of that stuff. And the offensive line to me, I wanna I wanna find out your take on how the rest of the guys did. Ken McCusick stays with us up next on the fan. Wager with a live teller, or you can go to one of their kiosks, and they're always open. You don't have to worry about waiting in a line. They have so many kiosks for everyone. A couple of things to let you know that are coming up. February 1st, that's Thursday, in the Canton location. I'm doing a gambling 101 uh, for the big game. We're going to talk about prop bets, what you should look for, the matchups, all important stuff. And then we'll do some basic gambling stuff as well. You get a free $10 bet for coming out. That's this Thursday in Canton starting at 6 p.m. Would love to see you guys out there. Uh, and We can, uh, you know, shoot the... The stuff, yeah, about uh, all the different things going on in sports. So it's going to be fun. If you're into football, the guy with the thing, basketball, baseball, or any other sports, these locations have you covered. The TVs are amazing. You're not going to find a better viewing atmosphere than what you're going to get at the Green Turtle Sportsbook. Visit the Canton and Towson location. Enjoy a perfect blend of sports betting and delicious food at the Green Turtle, and I'll see you there. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 817 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ken McCusick joins us from FilmStudyBaltimore.com. All right, I want to find out about Lamar. You brought him up earlier and talking about what we saw from him. Um... I guess the, for me, I've always talked about the narrative in the postseason and how I hate it. Uh, as long as these things keep happening and we see games like this, it's just going to continue to build, whether that's fair or unfair, which I'm still not sure of because I think it's a limited sample size and you have a young player that got into the postseason, so what do we know just yet? Um, what are your thoughts on what you saw from Lamar in, in Saturday, uh, Sunday's game and, then of course, you know just with that narrative with the postseason? Well, we'll just talk about Sunday's game for starters. I, I thought it was obviously not his best. Uh, didn't do, didn't really seem to do very well with pressure. But then he did have a couple of great plays with pressure after after he had a few times on it. The 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 long play, the touchdown to Flowers, and the other one to um, uh, who was it Aguilar mm-hmm. uh, for for thirty nine. Those were both uh, no, it's a fifty four yard play. I'm sorry. Was uh, were also both under pressure. So he ended up with eight point eight yards per play under pressure. And that was 32% of the Chiefs thing. And in fact, the Chiefs kind of let up on their pressure a lot in the second half and went to aggressively spying him instead. So they were, you know, rushing three or four, always keeping one guy lurking right around the line of scrimmage, uh, waiting for him to take off because he, he he did some of his real effective work with his legs. But just in general, his opportunity set, not a really good performance. Um, good with good under pressure, really bad with ATS, and really bad when the ball was out quickly. Um, didn't seem to have uh, receivers breaking open quickly. That was something that, that they got done early in that second half against the Texans. They got the ball out quickly, completely different-looking offense, and they all of a sudden took off and scored 24 unanswered points. And they never really had that moment in this game uh, other than that very second drive that where they got the game tied. Yeah. Kim McCusick from FilmStudyBaltimore.com. Kim, we talked about so much this team pitching that shutout in the second half. Actually, that shutout began midway through the second quarter. Uh, throughout the game, who stood out defensively uh, as you watch film? Yeah, so uh, there's at least four guys who really stood out. Matabike had a fantastic game. Um, he drew consecutive holding penalties, took him out of field goal range, contributed to both of the sacks. One of them he he got a piece of with uh, with Pierce. Had two other pressures, two nice run plays, actually three nice run plays. And, you know, if you look at this game and what it means to Matabike, he really improved his value going into this offseason season. And I think he will he'll be a player who gets tagged now almost certainly. And mm-hmm. unless they come to an agreement before then. And then what that <clears> means <throat> is the Ravens still might end up having to trade him, right. but they'll at least get a lot more value than a third round compensatory pick for him. So I think that's positive. If I were to pick up the other players really quickly, Pierce had had a great game where he came to life in the fourth quarter. Van Noy, I thought, had a good game. He had a great diagnosis on a screen pass, drew a hold, should have drawn another. Um, had that bad, unnecessary roughness penalty, which was just a lot of stupid falling for the instigation. But 
Uh, you know, it is it is what it is. And then Hamilton was just all over. Yeah, the he was out, incredible. Yeah. He had his he, own series. Even yeah. the touchdown catch by Kelsey, he was right there. It's just a great yeah. throw. Yeah, you're right. There's no there's it's back shoulder. No just couldn't do anything about it. We talk about franchising Matabike, which I think is likely to happen. And there's a lot of guys who came in at once who are going to be, you know, on the market now. So the teams will look different. Joe Hortiz is is rumored to be going to the Chargers with the other Harbaugh brother. Um, could you say, explain to people what he does, and is is this a loss? So, as far as I know, he's effectively director of scouting now, mm-hmm. and and so you know he's he's their head there, and obviously that's a place where the Ravens have always had a great succession plan. If you go back, they lost Joe Douglas to the Jets. Mm-hmm. The Jets became a team that would pick up a lot of ex Ravens players. I think we could see that happening again. Obviously. Uh, you know, one of the full fears is that developmental players that the Ravens have on their practice squad, and there are a few of them, Tayshawn Manning, Jeremy Lucian, you know, guys that Vukalek was there before he's already gone to Arizona, but there, there, there could be guys that uh, he likes and may take with him to San Diego, uh, sorry, to Los Angeles, to the Chargers, and, and uh, might be a, you know, a potential loss there. But anyway, could, the Ravens practice squad getting poached is one of the things I'd be concerned about in, in this change. And also... You know, players like Geno Stone or whatnot, where he knows what the player can do, they may be a more likely to sign him in free agency. I'm less concerned about that kind of a loss than I am, honestly, about who one is cheap on the margin of the roster. Yeah, you look at, I mean, Joe Douglas is now the GM of the Jets. Yeah. And look at how they've drafted, mm-hmm. you know, since he's been there. I mean, it, it, they have the offensive and defensive players of the year in the same draft, and, and another who should, it would have been if Priest Holding it hurt. So these guys are really valuable. Yeah, and uh, as you look at just the way things shape up for the Ravens, we've talked a lot about the offensive line. What Voorhees uh, should play into some sort of a role next year, I would think, for people that have forgotten about him. But um, what do you make of the O-line uh, in this game and then, of course, moving forward? Because there could be some wholesale changes. Yeah, there, there could be. And they've got a big decision to make on Ronnie Stanley. Obviously, he's the biggest. And, and, and they need to fix their left tackle problem probably over the course of the next two years. Stanley finished really strong. And, and he had, a, honestly, a good game, I thought, in this one. One pressure, uh, half a quarterback hit. That sack, as I mentioned, I didn't think was him. It was uh, after about three and a half seconds that he released his block on Amenahu. Uh, so I, I, I didn't score that for him. Simpson had a difficult game. He had a D in this one. Uh, he'll be, if he, if he returns, and he could return as a depth piece, I think he's just in the discussion to, to compete with players like Cleveland and Voorhees for the starting guard spots, even if Zeitler does not return. So I don't think he's he's given a starting job. Uh, Linderbaum uh, had a pressure, uh, w- was run out of another by Lamar. Had a couple of missed blocks, a B. Zeitler, uh, an A. I don't th- I don't see the Ravens being able to retain him, and also have Matabike under the franchise tag. By the way, that will be a significant pig in the python for the Ravens this offseason, Is trying to figure out how they process him off the franchise tag as quickly as possible, so they can make other moves. So they, mm-hmm. they, they'll either have to decide, you know, can we sign you? If we can sign you, then great, we'll do that. If we can't sign you, then we got to trade you or we got we got to figure out yeah. how we can, you know, keep money free. Moses, anyway, decent game as well. See, and he really had a good year. He's, he doesn't need to be replaced for 24, and a lot of people have been already talking about that, which I, I think is kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Kim McCusick, filmstudybaltimore.com. Ken, tell the folks all about film study. Yeah, uh, so love to have you out, out there. One article on offense, one article on defense, and eight podcasts per week. There you go. Thanks a lot, Ken. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.